where do I start? What's, what's my next step after this? It's going to depend on what that audit produces. And you need to know about SEO to be able to dive in and understand where are your priorities. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. This is Evan Faisiger speaking. And of course, as with me per usual is John Ballard. How are you doing, John? Good morning, Evan. How are you? I'm great today. I am doing well myself and excited for the topic today, one that's I feel like it's near and dear to both of our hearts, right? It's at the core of a lot of what we do, and that is an SEO audit. Yeah, and it's a perfect time to think about this kind of stuff. It's a new year, you know, um, if you've been thinking about increasing the traffic on your site and stuff, this is the perfect place to start. So I think this is a really timely podcast as well. Yeah. And, you know, just as you're kind of taking a look back at your reflection of 2023, 2024 is probably just underway. We've been a lot uh, faster at putting these podcasts out. So I think we can be a little bit safer with mentioning dates <laughs> or at least timeframes with everything now. Uh, so, you know, as you're taking a look back at everything and looking towards the future, especially with, you know, some of the changes that we talked about on our previous podcast that we expect to see in 2024, you know, taking a look at that site audit, right? Or an SEO audit, right? Really diving into the details there. And it can mean a few different things. I know that there's, you know, a few different tools, there's a few different processes. Do you want to kick us off and start walking through how you approach them? Yeah, I was just going to say, maybe we should even back up a step. You know, there's a lot of different things that people call SEO audits, right? And so what are we talking about here? And I think we're talking about, there's a technical SEO audit, which is really diving in deep to how the site works and functions and performs and how Google can crawl it and those types of things. And then there's other other types of SEO audits like you do, which might be uh, content audits and like uh, competitor analysis, like gap analysis to see what kind of keywords, you know, there could be audits of your, your keywords. So there's a lot to talk about here. I think for the first part of this podcast, we should really talk about technical audits and what a technical audit is. So Evan, when we talk about technical audits, what comes to mind to you? What comes to mind is really how does Google crawl and index the site, right? And then some of the other components, page speed is going to be one with that. How is the CMS structure or the website in general? You know, how do you have that set up? But at its core to me, when I talk about, uh, you know, an actual technical site audit, it's is Google able to crawl and understand and index this website? Yeah, I always look at SEO as like a like you're taking a like a college exam, right? There might be a hundred questions on there, and perfect would put you right at the top of the search engines, but that's really hard to achieve on like a, a big exam, right? So you know, it's sometimes just getting good enough and looking at what your site needs to get, you know, an A at least, so you're showing up in that top ten percent, so you get traffic. So you know, technical audits are great. You know, really helps you understand is there technical issues that are keeping me from ranking no matter how good my content is or you know how how good the site is how good it looks and how people are engaged you know what doesn't google like about my site yeah and i think that it's important to do that because for example if you have the robots text right if you have that 
blocking Google from calling your site, you're obviously never going to be indexed no matter how great your content is. Right? And it's, it's some of the other components that you have on there. Is it loading too slow? Are there other issues that, that you're able to identify by running that uh, audit on there? It's that first step. It's not the only step. And I do think that there are a lot of SEO uh, people out there that focus heavily on technical. I would say too much on technical, and that's not meant to minimize the importance of technical. It'll often be a deal breaker. But if you don't have the content, you're never going to rank for the terms that you want to. Yeah, it's definitely chicken and the egg, right? If, if Google can't crawl your site or doesn't like your site, you're never going to rank. But if if it gets there and it loves your site, but there's no good content on there, you're never going to rank either. So the right answer is you got to have both. And so, you know, what we look at in a technical audit, we look at crawlability, how easy the, the searches get through. We look at like the SSL certificates, how secure the site is, you know, does is there any issues there? Like maybe are you linking from a secure page to a non-secure page? You know, kind of some of that stuff can confuse Google, you know, so there's a lot there. You know, if your site's international, do you have the right tags in there to identify which pages belong to which languages and countries? You know, that's all important stuff. You know, a lot of people don't think about. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Is my site blocked from Google completely? We get calls, I bet, five or six times a year from somebody that just launched a WordPress site brand new. They're excited about it. They used a different agency and their traffic went away. <laughs> you know, there's a like a really simple fix for that in WordPress. Most people, a lot of developers that aren't SEO savvy will turn on or turn on this tag that says don't index the site. <laughs> you know, that that's a big problem and a technical audit would cover that really quickly. You know, also on my list, you know, we look at like performance, like you mentioned earlier, how quick is the site? The structure of the links are the sections related that make sense and kind of give Google a good idea of what each theme is about. Do you want to dive a little deeper into like theming and link structure, Evan? Yeah. And I think that, you know, site hierarchy is going to be a major component that you want to take a look at. Do you have your website categorized properly so that it is makes sense to Google, makes sense to end users, right? And are you actually, you know, having your flow of that different content? Does it make sense? You know, and, and I think that's something that you know, when you're taking a look at that hierarchy, how are you placing those different values in your top level pages? And then what's below those different top level pages? And and how are they all interlinking? You know, I, I, internal links is always a, a major component with SEO. And how are you able to guide not only the, the the users to other relevant pages, but Google and other search engines showing that you have all of these different related topics. Yeah, it's so important that Google kind of understands what your site's about. And one of the best ways to do that is to kind of interlink and silo or kind of build you know, content sections of your site that are closely related. So that's something that you should look at in your, your audit. You know, the other thing that we're starting to do a lot with is like uh, marked up data or structured data. You want to talk a little bit about that? Em? Yeah, schema markup uh, is going to be something that you want to make sure you've got on all of your websites and it's always relevant. And with AI, it's pretty easy to put together, right? Even especially with some of the tools that you know Google offers inside of Search Console with it. But it's important because what that does is it's going to provide context around what the information is that you are having on your site and what your site is and who you are and who the authors are. And there's a lot of different types of schema markup. Uh, and you want to make sure that you're capitalizing on all of the different relevant ones and that you have it set up correctly, of course. Here's another question I get quite often when we talk about audits. 
in my opinion, you should kind of almost do two different kind of audits based on kind of your audience, right? So if you're really focused on local or your local restaurant or your shopping place or something like that, that people go to locally, you should really do more of a technical SEO audit for local search versus, you know, if you're national or international, they, they have some slightly different requirements. You want to talk a little bit about that? Em? Yeah. With the different types of audits uh, that you'd be want to be running is just making sure one schema markup is to go back to that. You know, if you have a local business and you don't have local schema markup on your site, uh, that's something you want to, you know, is more important, I would say, than on a national uh, level with everything. Then if you start to take a look at how you have that site structured and set up and what sort of content do you have on there, if you're focusing on local, uh, do you actually have relevant local content? Do you have that set up in a way, or do you have that information on your website where, you know, you have the Google business profile created, you know, taking you off the site a little bit and just taking a look at all those different things that you need to show up in a certain area versus just for terms across on a national level. Yeah, that's a good point too. Like backlink profiles, another thing we quite often look at in, in audits. And, you know, a local business, we'd expect to see link from chambers and other local businesses and things like that, where, you know, national businesses, it's a lot more about, you know, the industry links and associations and those types of things. So, you know, backlinks are another thing that you should definitely look at and maybe compare to your competitors and see, you know, how strong your backlinks are when you do that audit. Yeah, and I've got a question for you too that comes up quite a bit. Or how do you feel about disavowing toxic backlinks? You know, that's a great question. You know, some of the tools that we use, it's a, a task you can do. And I think some of our new people are really interested in doing that because the, the thing says, oh, you've got all these toxic backlinks. But quite honestly, I've never seen that make a difference in search engine ranking unless it's you know really extreme or unless you get a penalty from Google. So you know if, if uh, Search Console is telling you you've, you've been penalized because you got a bunch of shady backlinks, disavow is the tool for you. But just to go disavow links because like a search tool like SEMrush or something tells you you've got a bunch of bad backlinks, I don't think is a good idea. And I've never just seen a benefit from that personally. What's your take, Kevin? It's it's one of the more complicated answers, I would say, just because it seems that everybody does have a pretty strong opinion one way or the other. Uh, and there's just so much conf conflicting information about there from you know very reputable sources, including Google themselves. Uh, and if you've been doing SEO long enough, you know that you cannot just listen to whatever Google says all the time because that's not going to get you as far as you want. Uh, but you have to kind of you know take a look at everything and see exactly you know what is working, what's working for others, and you know reverse engineer other people's success sometimes. But with the you know disavowing backlinks from it. You know, I, I have seen some studies that do show that it works. I have read that Google uh, is, you know, ignoring all of those. Uh, I have seen where one of the things that we changed uh, was that, and it did provide a little bit more of a boost. Now, what else was going on? You know, it's a lot of times not the only thing that we, you know, we're doing and we're, we're changing, but uh, I think you brought up uh, probably the best point and, and keep in mind too, that, you know, these things change, right? And I think if you just say, no, this is what we do. This is what we always do. And you draw the line and you don't adjust what you're doing here. You're, you're going to limit your success because Google gets smarter. Google changes what, you know, emphasis is they place on different aspects uh, of websites and SEO in general. But, just relying on those tools, right? So like SEMrush, if you are just simply whatever they say is a toxic backlink, you are adding that on there uh, and disavowing it. 
that is going to get you in trouble for sure, right? The, just the threshold that they have doing that, I have seen that negatively impact uh, uh, people for sure, right? Sites for sure when you know, we've taken over and they've got just a ton of links disavowed. And those links you know, can provide value, right? So, so doing it wrong will certainly hurt you. Yeah, that it's brings up another point kind of that's really related to this audit talk. It's priorities, right? You're going to have stuff, you know, even the best websites typically have a bunch of stuff to do. But how important is it, right, in the grand scheme of things? Um, you know, crawlability, if, if Google can't crawl the site, obviously that's a really high priority. We've got to fix that. Um, if the pages are slow, that should be something that should be fixed. But, you know, toxic backlinks are pretty far down on my list of things to fix, right? You know, I'd rather spend time, you know, developing new content or, you know, doing those types of things that might give me a little bit more return on investment. Cause like I said, my, my opinion is Google just ignore those unless they tell you that you've got a penalty and then that's the time to use that tool. Yeah. And you brought up a good point also with, you know, content on there. And I think a lot of times when, you know, SEO audits are done there, uh, you know, there's always a, a big emphasis on the website itself and more of that site audit, which, you know, shows you different things that we talked about before, you know, the technical analysis. And I know we don't want to just list out every single thing that should be checked uh, when it comes to a site audit, but as part of your SEO audit, you do need to also take a look at the content, right? And do you have that sort of right content in there. What is that content gap analysis? You know, those are all things that you're going to want to review as part of your audit because that's what's going to help move the needle. And when you're running the audit, you know, you should be running it in a way that's going to help with the roadmap. You know, how are you going to make these changes? What changes are you going to implement? Is there anything else that you take a look at with the content? Yeah, I was just going to say it's content, right? You know, so I'm comparing my page to my competitor's page. If they're outranking me, it's, it's why, right? They have more content, more words on the page. Is it more in-depth? Is it a better article? What else, you know, what's linking to that? Do they have, you know, complementary articles or similar content pieces that link to it on their site? You know, do they have external links to that content? So it's really helping identify what that person that's getting that good search ranking is doing that you're not. So content gap analysis is so important. And I think, again, Technical audit's great, but as you get through like the higher priority stuff, then you should shift your focus to content because that's really what's going to drive traffic to your site. Yeah. If you have a lot of thin pages, not a lot of words on them, and you're trying to rank that page uh, compared to your competitors uh, and they have videos, they have more structure to it. They have a lot more, you know, just content in general. Uh, it's it's going to be an uphill battle for it. What about keywords, right? I know that that's always a big part of these SEO audits as well. Do you want to walk us through the, the process that you follow with that? Yeah, I really like to look when I start a keyword research project or an audit, I really like to look at what are we ranking for now, but maybe not highly, right? So, you know, obviously you've got your keywords that are in the top 10 and they're driving traffic, but I bet you if you look at your site, there's tools out there that can tell you, okay, I rank number 20 for this or number 30 for this term or number 50 for this term. It's a lot easier, in my opinion, to try and build up some content and some rankings around terms that you already rank for, even though it's not very high to get you towards the top of the search engines versus just going out and doing keyword research and starting brand new terms, right? Because there's something on that page Google likes and relates and you're already relevant. It's just how do we make you more relevant? So I like to start with kind of like what we call fringe keywords when we kind of do a content audit and say, hey, what are we, what are we kind of almost ranking for that we could move the needle 
pretty quickly if we kind of improve content. And then from there, you know, I kind of say, okay, what are we missing? You know, what terms are relevant? What other content can we build, you know, that's related to my industry that would drive good traffic? And I start that process after I've kind of looked at what are we almost drinking for? Yeah. And it goes back to what you said a little bit around prioritization. And I think that with when you're taking a look at the keywords, that's a great way to approach it because of course, you know, everybody wants to rank for the search terms with the highest search volume and clear, obviously relevant as well. But you can spend a lot of time and energy if you are starting off with a website that is just not ranking for barely anything. And Google doesn't find your website relevant. You don't have a lot of links. You know, there's not a lot of authority built up in your website in Google's eyes. And by doing that and focusing on those keywords that just have a incredibly high strength of competition around them, you can spend a lot of time and efforts to not actually produce a lot of traffic to the website. So by taking a look at those fringe keywords, what you're able to do is identify where you're already relevant in Google. And also you want to make sure it's relevant for your business, of course. But what can you do to get those to go higher where they're actually going to begin producing traffic? Because if you're ranking 20, 30 in a very relevant term that you want to show up for, you're probably not generating any traffic at 20 or 30. But if you can get that to the top five, right, then you're going to be in a position where you're able to capitalize on that and get a lot more traffic from it, which is, you know, ultimately what you're looking for when you're optimizing your site. Yeah. The other question I get a lot when it comes to audits is how often should I do an audit? And for foremost customers, ones that we're doing ongoing SEO work for, you know, we typically set up an audit, the initial, when I'm talking technical audit, we set that up right away and we kind of analyze. And then we run that every time we make changes to the site to make sure we didn't break anything. And so at least monthly, we're running a technical audit just to see if there's broken links or problems with the site or something, you know, slowed the site down, which is quite common. You know, maybe your your intern goes in and puts up a blog post and they put in a huge picture that's slowing this page down or something like that. You know, we're, we're continually just checking to make sure that the site's performing off with our technical audit. Now, content analysis and gap analysis and keyword analysis and those types of things, that's a little bit more maybe yearly or you know, not, not as much. You know, we use those to start up a roadmap and, and work through the year to kind of work towards more search ranking and more content, but you know, we don't do those quite as often. So any feedback on that? Any other thoughts on yeah, no, I think that that is a good workflow for it. Unless something changes with the business and you want to, you know, reevaluate where you're at with the content, some of those different factors. But otherwise, you should already have the roadmap based on the initial audit. So unless there's something that changes that you need to come in and readjust, and that could be Google's changes, the business changes, uh, seeing other things that are working, just a different emphasis on it, that's important. But yeah, there's a lot of times other people in the website besides us, at least in our experience with working with a lot of different clients. And I'm sure that that's true, you know, throughout a lot of different businesses, but so it's good to keep track of all of that. You know, did they put that image in there on the original size and it's not being resized. So it's hurting the page speed. Did they even put an alt tag in that image? Those sort of things are what you want to just keep up on a regular basis. And with a lot of the crawlers and audits, you know, they're, they're easy to do, right? You can see inside if you have, you know, a 404 error going to a, a page because the redirect wasn't put in properly when something was changed by somebody else. Like those sort of things are, are what you want to just make sure you keep an eye on on a regular basis. 
Yeah, we had a client just the other day that has a huge site. Like I think it's 20,000 products and they changed some top level pages around without telling us and it broke a lot of the sub pages that were linked because the page structure and the URL structure changed. And they had a lot of bad practices like hard-coded links in there and stuff. But our audit picked it up right away. We were able to find it pretty quickly. So, you know, having those tools running and looking at them each month is, I think, really important. The other thing I'd, I'd urge you to do if you haven't already is set up Search Console and set up, you know, alerts in there and, and look at that on a monthly basis as well. When you're doing an audit, do you dive into a lot of the on-page optimization for the different pages, H1s, H2s, things like that? Not so much. That's typically when we create the content that we focus on that, you know. Um, but I guess if, if there's a fringe term, that's definitely a place to start, right? You know, so you could do an on-page audit for a page and say, why is this page ranking? You know, my keyword stuffing, if they're, you know, not enough content or they're, you know, are we not using the right words? You know, there's a lot of really cool tools out there that'll compare your page to the pages that are ranking and kind of give you some, you know, general ideas. I should use this word more, right? I need to increase the content on this page or I need more backlinks to this page. So, you know, that's something I guess could be called an audit as well, but I, I consider that more on-page optimization as we're working towards a specific page, towards a specific keyword. Yeah, I would say certainly optimizing those H1s and H2s and even the meta descriptions and site titles. Uh, one thing that you know I think we do uh, on a regular basis, though, is at least make sure that they're in there, right? They're not missing. So if you have pages that are missing H1s and and missing some of those other on-page elements, those are pretty you know straightforward to uh, detect on. And then that way it falls in as part of your optimization plan. If that's a page that you do want to focus on and increase for a certain keyword, yeah, that's when you spend that extra time. Yeah, and good point. I mean, some of those, if you don't have any of that stuff, your audit should pick that up and you should definitely get that on your roadmap because on page is super important, just like we talked about earlier. But so let's wrap this up and, you know, what, okay, I've done all this audit. I've got a lot of data. You know, where do I start? I mean, what's, what's my next step after this? Well, that's going to depend. And that's always one of my favorite SEO answers. And it's widely used in the industry, but it's going to depend on what that audit produces. And you need to know about SEO, quite frankly, to be able to dive in and understand where are your priorities. Some things are going to be obvious. The robots text blocking Google from crawling your sites, probably going to be a pretty important one to get started on right away. Uh, but some of the other ones, you know, you just need to be able to go in and make sure that you're prioritizing what needs to be changed in developing that roadmap around that audit. You know, the audit isn't just to tell you where you're at, even though that's certainly part of it. Uh, it should be in place to guide you for what you need to do and where you need to go. That's exactly what I was kind of thinking. You know, I mean, I think from all this data, you need to set up a roadmap and a prioritized roadmap, right? Here's the tech stuff I got to get done this this month. This is super important. Here's the stuff I'm going to get the following month. Here's the stuff I'm going to do You know, after that. And then keep running that audit, right? You know, as you do some of that stuff, you could be hurting other parts. So, you know, that priority map might change, but you should have, you know, a three, four, five month roadmap of things that you want to get done on your site to keep moving forward. And that's how we you're really going to see success. So if this is all a little overwhelming to you, you know, I know a guy or two, do you know anybody Evan that could help? Uh, we can link to them in the show notes, I think, and they can uh, find out about a, you know, maybe an audit from those, the, the, those dashing fellows. Yeah. Yep. Some, some guys at Foremost Media are pretty good at this stuff. So <laughs> don't despair. We can even run the audit for you, but uh, we do have a free audit, you know, offer on our website too. If, if you're looking to just kind of see where your site's at, you're new to this and you want to get some, some idea where you're at, no strings attached, just fill out the form and we'll definitely link to that in the show notes and, you know, send you what a technical audit and, and then we can start a conversation from there. 
Yeah, exactly. And if you liked what you heard, or even if you didn't, you just want to help us out, you can like this and subscribe to this and be notified when uh, we release more podcasts because we're actually doing it more frequently now, which is always nice. Yes. Yep. And uh, my mom loves it. So you guys should subscribe too. You can be like with like my mom would be cool. She has good taste. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, um, my wife, I found out does listen to this podcast. She, uh, she, as soon as I got home the day I went live, she said, what you've been sending me AI texts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, I, my, my wife does not, she has not mentioned a single thing about it. And I'm wondering if she ever will at this point, I might tag yeah. her on Facebook to, <laughs> to see. I think, I think from here on out, we just need to mention your wife on, on every episode until she catches on. Hey, well, well this is two in a row. So, <laughs> so right. and it's at the end. So we'll know if she's just a, like a partial listener or goes deep. <laughs> I love it. It's a great plan. All right, my friend. Well, thanks again for your time today. Anything else you want to cover? No, I think this was great. All right. Happy, happy new year. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. If you want to stay on top of your marketing game, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more episodes, show transcripts, and marketing insights, go to foremostmedia.com.